The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. So let's turn to rugby and I think it's going to be out halves we'll spend most of our time talking about with Billy Holland, the former Munster star and Keen Tracy, rugby writer with the Irish Independent and Billy let's start with you and your old teammate Ben Healy saying that he will be leaving at the end of the season to move to Edinburgh and the potential that he could end up playing for Scotland even in the Six Nations even before we get to the World Cup. What do you make of it all? That's a real shame. Look I think you, you know in Munster you want to keep your homegrown talent, you see what the talent that Ben Healy possesses, what he did for Munster against South Africa and Parky Cueve was was incredible. You know, he's a he's a really good player. And the thing is, he's getting better every season. So it's, it's a real disappointment to see him leave. Um, and Munster have expressed their disappointment that they are leaving. You know, um, obviously Jack Crowley has been excellent, has probably gotten ahead of him in the pecking order. But, you know, it only takes one injury for, for someone to be back in there and... Knowing Ben, he ha- he's an ambitious guy. He wants to play international rugby, and I would suspect that he's just, you know, he's eager to do it sooner rather than later. And becoming a regular for Scotland is going to be easier than coming a regular becoming a regular for Ireland. And uh, you know, unfortunately, he's made the decision to leave. But isn't the reality though that he was number three in the pecking order in Munster and probably way further back, if even featuring in Andy Farrell's plans for Ireland, that from a personal point of view, this is entirely logical? It is potentially, and that's possibly the way he's gone about it in his mind. And I don't think it was, a, it certainly wasn't a financial decision. Um, and you'd be disappointed if a, if, if a kid took that decision, but he certainly didn't. So yeah, that's obviously the logic he's working off, but you know he's he's a monster man, and I would have I would have thought that he would have backed himself to you know get ahead of Jack and look Jack is such a you know he's a utility player. Uh, Joey Carberry is a guy who can play at full back as well, and that he would have pushed himself and stayed in place to to become a regular out half at Munster. He was always confident enough in his own ability to do that, and uh, you know if you're if you're one or two for Munster, you're going to be in a show to be with Andy Farrell's setup. But look. Who knows? Maybe he had a chat with Andy Farrell. Maybe he had a chat with David Nussifor and he's not in Ireland's plans going forward. You don't know. But um, and by the same token, he's probably been told by Gregor Townsend that, you know, you move across and we'll bring it to the World Cup. Might be his third choice, but still, that's, a, that's quite a carrot to have for, uh, for a young guy. Ken Tracy, what do you make of this? Because if he is number three in the pecking order in Munster and has fallen down, being usurped by Jack Crowley, was he ever really going to get into the Irish thinking? And let's put it, call it, is he good enough, really? Well, I think that's what it ultimately came down to. My understanding is that he did have a conversation with Andy Farrell and the soundings out of that were kind of cold, I think is probably the, the right word to say. Obviously, you know, as Billy said there, you are only a couple of injuries away, as I suppose Johnny Sexton's injury has shown. That's going up the door for someone else to get in. But realistically, he's way down the pecking order. And in, in the Irish point of view, Billy will know this certainly more than me, but Ben Healy is a super confident young man. He believes he's good enough to play international rugby. And if he doesn't think that door is going to open for Ireland anytime soon, and you have Gregor Townsend on the scene, there was, let's not forget, like Glasgow made a, a big play to get um, Ben Healy a couple of years ago as well, which was really driven by Gregor Townsend. So when you have that kind of love from across the water, it's difficult to say no. Of course, he's a young guy. You would like to see him 
be kept at Munster but I, I, I actually admire his ambition I think in a way I think a lot of young players do get comfortable when they're not first choice it's easy to you know wear the tracksuit around Limerick or whatever around Dublin whatever the case may be but this is a guy who believes he's good enough to be better than third choice so I think you have to admire him of course Munster would like to, to keep him because he adds to their options but as Billy has touched on there you look at the, the progress that Jack Rowley has made and you know, it's a short career as well at the end of the day. And if Ben Healy is getting the chance to, to play, you know, he could get called up for the Six Nations as well. Obviously, the big focus is the World Cup. But with Adam Hastings ruled out with a shoulder injury for the Six Nations, you know, the door could open sooner than we think. So um, there's a lot at stake. But I admire his ambition, I have to say. And what about Munster then? This talk Jake Flannery will come back from Ulster. Is he good enough to be number three choice at out half? I really like uh, Jake Flannery. I mean, I covered him when the Ireland under-20s won the the Grand Slam a few years ago. He's playing a fullback a lot of, a lot of the time there. He hasn't really gotten a look in um, for Ulster. He was actually, earlier on today, he was playing over, I think it was Ealing Trailfinders for the Ulster A team, uh, which kind of says it all where he stands in the pecking order. You know, they've played Nathan Doak at out half rather than looking at Jake Flannery. So that's certainly one to watch. I think Ulster would like to keep him. They've really nailed their colours to the Billy Burns mask. Um, I'm not convinced that's the that's the right move personally, but Jake Fanner, yeah, like he's he's got a lot to offer. He was very good for Shannon in the AIL. I mean, it's difficult to see where he is now because we just simply haven't seen him for Ulster. But from what I've seen of him, and again, Billy will have seen a lot more of him behind the scenes at Munster. I was really impressed, and he's a bit like Jack Crow- Jack Crowley in that he can play full back, he can play out half. Uh, but certainly, Munster are going to need someone to come in, unless of course they look at Tony Butler who played in that uh, famous win over Watts a couple of years ago. He's a guy, young guy from Ennis uh, who's in the academy. Maybe he could make the step up as well. So they do have options. Yeah, what about that, Billy? What about Jake Flannery and Tony Butler? Look, as one door closes, another door opens. This is the way it is in professional rugby, you know. Um, Munster will move on without Ben. You know, he's a good guy. and uh, But, like, Jake is a good He's a good talent. I Kind of disappointed to see what's happened to him up in Ulster. I don't know what's happened, but he's played very little rugby. I did expect to see him playing a bit. And from what I've seen of, of Jake, having played a few games with him and, and trained with him extensively, he's very talented, very similar to Jack Crowley. Probably didn't have the same self-confidence that someone like Ben Healy has. And that's part of what makes Ben so good is his, his like undying self-confidence in his own ability. Um and Tony Butler, look, he's a young fella. He did really well in that game over in Wasps. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to get more opportunities. And more often than not, guys like that kick on and develop. And, you know, this is what happens. You Sometimes guys need someone to leave or an injury to happen and you unearth the new diamond. Like, who would have thought... I was talking to someone the other day and who would have thought that Jack Crowley would be where he is now, considering what he was playing, like in all sorts of positions around the pitch only two seasons ago for Khan, you know, a twelve full back, winger, out half, and look at him now, you know, cap for Ireland and everything. So you just you just don't know what's around the cor- the corner. It's the beauty of professional sport. And now Kindrace, I'd say Andy Farrell always looked at the possibility of not having Johnny Sexton maybe for some games in the Six Nations, but it looks very doubtful now that he'll have him at least for the first few, given the injury that he received last week. Where does that leave Leinster and Ireland because Harry Byrne is in to play tomorrow night. Ross Byrne's on the bench. That might be protecting Ross Byrne for Champions Cup action next weekend. But Ross Byrne, do you think we want him to show as much of himself as possible with the Irish squad due to be selected? Yeah, it's interesting. Leinster have kept their cards close to their chest with regard to, you know, how long Johnny Sexton is going to be out for. Certainly the murmurings in the later part of this week were that 
he might actually be back in time for the Six Nations, and if not, he might just miss the opening Wales game. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, look, there's obviously, you know, we love nothing more in this country than talking about the out-half debate, but I don't really think there's much of a debate in terms of who comes in next. I mean, Andy Farrell has backed Joey Carberry. He's delivered for him. Um, I think he put a lot of stock into his performance in Paris in the Six Nations last year. Really tough place to go. Um, so I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Joey Carberry is going to come in there in the backup. You'd have to imagine that Jack Crowley is going to, going to be there. I know Ross Byrne came in and did really well by kicking that goal. But Ross Byrne has been out in the cold for a reason for the last couple of seasons. Certainly in Andy Farrell's eyes that he just doesn't believe that he fits the, the kind of game plan that he wants to play. So the next couple of weeks are going to be very, very interesting because like you said, there's no doubt Ross Byrne has been wrapped in cotton wool for Leinster's games against Gloucester and Racing in the Champions Cup. And if he puts two good performances back-to-back, there's no reason why he can't force his way in there. But I think Andy Farrell is loyal to his players. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, Joey Carberry is a good example of that. And Jack Crowley played well in the two caps that he got last November. So uh, Ross Byrne will need to play very, very well, I think, over the next two weeks to force the issue. And as for Harry Byrne, like it's crazy to think that he's making his first start of the season when maybe this time last year everyone was talking about him as, you know, being the next, the next Johnny Sexton. So injuries have been really, really unkind to him. He's had a very, very tough spell out with injury. So um, he doesn't need to do anything flash tomorrow night. I think he just needs to come in and run the game plan, much like, ironically, like his brother Ross does. So if he can come in and do that without kind of trying to, you know, play the miracle pass all the time, that will stand him in good stead as well. But he's definitely way down the pecking order in terms of the Irish the Irish setup. Billy, could this in a strange way be perhaps good news for Ireland in that in World Cup year, it'll force Andy Farrell to maybe have a couple of games without Johnny Sexton to see how well Joey Carberry or possibly even Jack Crowley can handle it. Yeah, it's weighing up the importance of, you know, getting a few more starts under Joey Carberry's belt or a few more caps under Jack Crowley's belt or one of the Byrne brothers um, versus momentum. And, you know, how important is, you know, uh, a winning Six Nations before a World Cup? I'm sure uh, Keen would be able to give me a stat on that. But, you know, what Ireland don't want to do is lose the incredible momentum of 2022 as they go into 23 and getting that balance right with the right experience. But certainly I think it would be good to see, you know, uh, some like Joey put under pressure to start, uh, you know, give him another few games starting at out half. Johnny Sexton is obviously our our number one guy by a distance and but he, he can't be expected. If Ireland are going to go all the way in the World Cup, he isn't going to be able to start every game. He's not going to be able to finish every game. And look, naturally, as you get older, you become more susceptible to injuries. The injury he received last weekend had nothing to do with age, you know, to be fair. But it's, uh, it's, it, it is, I think, no harm. But Ireland also need to be cognizant of, you know, and I'm sure they are, that they need to keep up that momentum and keep driving forward for that World Cup. Just briefly, Keen, is there any suggestions of anyone who might play their way into the Irish squad over the next couple of weekends, such as maybe like the Leinster Centre, Jamie Osborne? Yeah, like I think the by and large the squad has a very settled look for it. I think if we're being honest, actually as well, and everyone is fit, I think the World Cup squad has a pretty settled look to it as well. Bar maybe two max three players, but yeah, Jamie Osborne is certainly someone Matthew who I would have mentioned with regards to that question. Um, he's been super impressive uh, every time he's played for Leinster. He went on the Emerging Ireland tour at the end of last year. He was one of the few players I think to come out of uh, the Ireland A game against the All Blacks fifteen with, with credit. And even in that game, I thought it was interesting that he started 13 and they actually shifted James Hume into 12 when James Hume is kind of an out-and-out 13 as well. So 
to me that says that our, the Ireland coaches really rate this guy highly He's playing in the centre tomorrow with Charlie Natai, who's having a really good season as well for Leinster. So, yeah, he's certainly one to watch. Look, he's still very, very young. His versatility is certainly a big strength in his bow. He can play on the wing. He can play full back. Um, he's got a left foot, a kicking option, which, as we've seen in Ireland's game plan with James Lowe and Jimmy O'Brien last November, how important that is. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's brought in, if he's not in the full squad, he's as a development player again to get him into the squad, get him, you know, up yeah. to speed of things. He's done that last year as well, but he's certainly one to watch, yeah. Okay, got to leave it there. Kian Tracy from the Irish Independent and Billy Holland, thank you both very much for joining us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.